it sounds like we're talking to an, a space alien here. Like, what is... Ugh. Welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level five, Majora's Advanced Warfare 3D Hype Edition Turbo. Uh, I am Shane O'Hare, of course, and I'm surrounded by my favorite Geekscape gamers. Uh, to my immediate right, I have the world's famous Canadian supreme... Uh, Derek Cranivell. <laughs> Severe delayed reaction there. You, you're tired. You sound tired? I'm pretty tired. I'm uh, pretty tired. Okay. All right. All right. So it sounds like your your internet connection is a little tired too. Uh, circling around. Tired of you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who's that laughing in the background? It sounds like who's uh, that? Could that be you? Uh, Josh Jackson again. Hey everyone. Hello. 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 And ending up at the last again because alphabetical order. It's Juan Carlos. Don't mind me. I'm just uh, no relation. Look at my <laughs> look at my Halo maps for next week. Oh, you're getting hyped for that, aren't you? I'm so hyped. That's Halo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that well, Beyonce let's get songs. It? <laughs> <laughs> Is there the Beyonce edition with Master Chief? <laughs> oh, all the single Spartans. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's get into it. News today, and you know we we're recording a day after. I guess what we normally want to record on Wednesdays. We're recording this on a Thursday. Uh, but I think Thursday is going to be our new record date because because I think we news... re- think we recorded more often on Thursday than we have on Wednesday, so we might yeah as well. yeah. And the news cycle has been really gracious to us because we had um, the Nintendo Direct today, and there was a very 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 well received announcement for a certain 3DS title. One, what what, what was that game? Was it? I, I, I don't think I've heard of it before. Uh, it is Majora's Mask. Uh, arguably the weirdest. No, arguably it is the weirdest and the darkest entry in the series. Uh, for you know, ever since the Ocarina of Time 3D remake came out, I think it was what two years ago. Yeah, it was um, like when the 3DS launched. About now. yeah, yeah, it was about that time. Um, is the 3DS only like a couple years old? I thought it was around like for it's four or th- five years. I think it's three oh, years now. It came out in years. 2011. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, so when the, the Orchid of Time 3D came out, th- right off the bat, people were like, all right, look, this is, looks great. This plays amazingly well. The Water Temple's actually fun. Uh, mm. uh, how about we get a Majora's Mask remake? And, you know, Iwata and, you know, with tease, like, oh, you guys would like to play that? Okay, we'll see what we can do. Please and, understand. Yeah, please understand. How about, here, here's a couple of other games that you'll play in- instead of that. And, you know, and I was already at that point where, you know what, we're not going to get a Majora's Mask. It's already on the eShop. There's all these other ways you can get the game. We have it. You know, let them focus on other new titles. Uh, but lo and behold, the very first damn thing, they didn't even wait till the end of the Direct. They just opened with that video. <laughs> and I, I I was in, you know, I was in pleasant, pleasantly surprised. I was like, holy crap, they're actually going to go with it. Uh, I know for... For certain Zelda fans, they hold that as the best Zelda game in the series. Um, I still hold that link to the past as the best one ever. Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Yeah, Wind Waker's up there too. It's it's a tie between those two, to be honest. uh, Majora's Mask, I think, because it's just so dark and the music is creepy. It's the Twin Peaks of the Zelda series. Oh, that's so funny you say that because I just started watching Twin Peaks because it's coming back in 2016 and 
holy shit, that is the perfect, perfect description of it. It is the Twin Peaks of Zelda. It is. I mean, when it first came out, people didn't know what to make heads or tails of it. Like, the three-day mechanic and the time travel, the Groundhog Day aspect. It's like, you know, you're Bill Murray with a fucking green hat running around Termina trying to solve how this fucking moon with teeth trying to fall down. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, uh, you know, over the years, and I can't believe it's it came out in 2000, so it's 14 years old. Yeah. But it's, you know, it holds up still really well now. I mean, it, the gameplay holds really well, so I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't know how the rest of you guys feel about it, but I'm definitely going to pick it up day one. Yeah, and I, I think... think a I think a big reason why a lot of people just remember it so fondly is even to this day, it's one of the most ambitious Zelda games that have been released. And you consider that Majora's Mask was like the second, the first game after Ocarina and still manages to hold up so well after so much time. But I remember too, a lot of people feeling really polarized about it because it was so different. It was a lot more difficult compared to Ocarina, I remember. And just like the darker atmosphere and the three day thing. I It's, it's weird. It's like this Nintendo cycle where I remember when it came out, I didn't feel this way personally, but a lot of people said, you know, that they didn't like it as much, that it was too much of a departure. And then now, fast forward to today, and everyone's, like, losing their shit over the chance to play Majora's Mask again. So you mean it's, yeah. like, every Nintendo game ever? Pretty much. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, this is terrible. And then, like, ten years later, they're like, they should do, they should remake this because it was my favorite one. Yeah, and that's and that goes <laughs> back to, like, I, uh, I think in the first episode, I talked about how, like, somebody made that, you know, that... 4chan post from the point of view of uh, Miyamoto where everyone's like oh you wanted a you wanted a you know a game like Ocarina of Time so I made uh, Wind Waker and you all hated it you wanted a dark game like Majora's Mask so then I make Twilight Princess and then you guys hate that and you want another Wind Waker so then I make Skyward Sword and you hate that and want another Twilight Princess you don't fucking know what you want yeah pretty much and that's case in point right here where they're remaking a 14 year old game and everybody's losing their shit over it yep Kind of like how everyone said the GameCube was garbage, and now everyone's talking about how the Wii U should be more like the GameCube. <laughs> oh, God. Holy shit. But you know what? Yeah, um, go ahead, Juan. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it, it just goes to show that games like Majora's Mask, and I'll even throw Luigi's Mansion in there, which did really poorly in Japan. It sold less than 400,000 copies at launch. Um, Whoa. And even, you know, there was a time when the GameCube was, you know, in its heyday, you could still find copies of Luigi's Mansion around. And it wasn't like a title that a lot of people didn't play till after the fact. Um, when the Wii came out, and then people started to, you know, say, "Oh, Luigi's Mansion!" Now it's hard to find. I really like that game. You didn't hear a lot of praise for Luigi's Mansion right off the bat. A lot of uh, magazines gave it like an average score, you know, seven or an eight, but it wasn't like top ten, you know, five star game. But now, like Majora's Mask, you know, as the years go by, they they look at these games in hindsight and go, "Oh my God, it was a brilliant game. It's ahead of its time." So hopefully, you know, Nintendo with Project Steam and Splatoon, you know, these games that, you know, people don't expect and makes people raise an eyebrow, like, you know, Abraham Lincoln, a 19th century fighting aliens. What the fuck is that about? That looks awesome. Yeah, but it's, it's it, we'll lead into that later. But I mean, that's, that's the reason why I always like Nintendo because they take those chances because we'll talk crap about them now. People will criticize their choices of which games are working on, but you know, eventually in the end nintendo always proves that we do play those games and we end up asking for a sequel yeah and like they i mean what the fuck was pikmin when that came out everyone oh was yeah like what, the, what is this shit and everybody like criticized it and shit on it and, and then it comes out and hell we just had a third one come out and it's a super fan favorite so yep, now we have those pikmin short movies too even 
Yeah, that's one thing they did in the Nintendo Direct. Talked about how um, uh, Shiggy, uh, my boy Shiggy, Shiggy? Uh, helped direct a bunch of uh, uh, Pikmin animated shorts for the Tokyo Film Festival. And we're able to pick those up on the 3DS and the Wii U. The 3DS version is in 3D, and the Wii U version is in 1080p, um, probably 60 frames a second. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. That's not very cinematic. Uh, we could every week, every week, <laughs> every week. We're gonna talk about how shitty Ubisoft is. And actually, I got a, a bone to pick with them because uh, I know all of them are listening. Everybody at is Ubisoft called, is listening. Is it called Watch Dogs? No, no. no. <laughs> is, that, is that what the bone is? Because that game sucks. Dog, a watch dog with a bone. Yeah, it's like no, the, every week oh. we have to either talk about Watch Dogs sucking or the cinematic experience <laughs> in thirty frames per second. Yeah, they're shitty PR. Um. The one thing about Majora's Mask is I missed it on the console, or uh, the console, the Nintendo 64. Completely missed it. Never picked it up. I played the shit out of Valkyrie at the time. I didn't play Majora's Mask or even attempt to play it until I pre-ordered Wind Waker. And one of the pre-order bonus, you got um, uh, Ocarina of Time Master Quest and Majora's Mask on a GameCube disc. Mm-hmm. Right. Did anybody pick those up? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got yeah, and I was like, shit, I've never played Majora's Mask. Let's get on it. And could not get into it. Like, I put four or five hours in and just didn't enjoy any of it. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I went back and played through Master Quest for Ocarina of Time right then and there. And that was a game I played hundreds of times. So I don't, I don't know what it is. But yeah. something about Majora's Mask does not, does not hook me at all. For me, the 72-hour thing was kind of weird to get used to at first. But then I... I actually stopped playing it for a bit, and then I went back to it later and ended up getting through it. But yeah, it had a lot of nuances that really turned people off because it was just so different. But I think now that people know what to expect from it, it's kind of a different thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll link to this, but um, there's a YouTube channel called Game Theory where um, he kind of, I don't know, deconstructs games and, you know, things about like why Mario is, a, is actually a villain and a sociopath and yada yada. And they're really good videos and very well thought out, well researched. But his one on Majora's Mask is amazing because oh. it talks to, like, it gets into all like the really like really dark like fucked up undertones that are in that game that I didn't even know about about how like um, you're playing as uh, like the Deku Butler's like dead son and like all this other shit and like um, uh, there's like a a character in the game who is letting her like little sister drink the milk which is actually like an adult only milk because she knows that everybody's gonna die and says so like yeah well we're all gonna die tomorrow <laughs> so I was, might as well let her drink lawn lawn milk and so there's a, there's a lot of like really dark shit in there that you wouldn't notice and you know unless you're able to grasp those like more mature themes i'm pretty right. sure that they had like you know what we're following ocarina of time which they're calling the best zelda game ever made there's no way we're gonna meet any expectations on this Let's just fucking go with whatever we want. You want to have a drunk kid? Put him in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know if I'm going to get it. I might, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, the other stuff they announced uh, was very, very expanded amiibo functionality. Um, they're showing you can get special racing suits and Mario Kart. And uh, what was the other games that uh, are going to um, support the Amiibos? Hyrule Warriors had an extra weapon if you use Link, and then the rest of them give you random items. And then they Thank said you. that uh, they said that Kirby, Yoshi, and Toad's Treasure Tracker will all use them, but they didn't say how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks... Um, I- I'm actually 
way more excited now because I didn't I couldn't even grasp like what you could do with it. But those kind of things like, oh, if you have this amiibo that you like arguably you're the first run of them, you're going to use them primarily for Smash Brothers. But if you have Mario Kart, you get the costumes. If you have Hyrule Warriors, you get the 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 uh, the weapons and everything. So I'm I'm much more behind amiibos now. Yeah, the cool thing. The cool thing about it to me, too, is it all seems like this is all going to be software updates that gets patched after the fact, and it's not on-disc DLC that needs the toy to unlock it. So, I mean, that seems pretty cool. I yeah. just like the fact that you it's like if you're putting in $12 on an investment on a figurine, and that's getting you DLC for multiple games. Yeah. yeah which it's like to a, me, it's, yeah, it's great. It's like a nice little... Again, again like I feel like... I'm not as interested in the toys now that if, if their final forms look like as we talked about last week, but you know, in, in any case, and, and I feel like the, the DLC that you are unlocking with this, it's, it's cosmetic. It's nothing like special, but when you put the package together, you know, you're paying $12 for this toy, which would probably cost $12 on its own. But now you get a costume in Mario Kart, you get uh, a random item or a special weapon in Hyrule Warriors, and then you're getting expansion into Captain Toad and Kirby and Yoshi's Woolly World and Mario Party later on, and everything like that for that same twelve dollars. It definitely makes it worth it. Like if you, but if you take just the toy or just the DLC, it's not nearly as impressive. But just putting it into a package, it's just it, it's just fun, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I'm. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. So after scathing remarks from last week, has this changed anyone's <laughs> minds at all? Uh, if. If they still look like how they looked in those photos, I'm not even interested anymore. Yeah, I yeah. I'm going to reserve my final judgment till I can see them live in person, because like like Juan said, those could be some like ghetto like ripoffs, or those could be rejects, you know, ones that just didn't pass QA in um the factory. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Yeah, it. I still have all mine pre-ordered, so I should be getting those. But it just seems like the best looking ones are Kirby Yoshi. I think those are the main two. Uh, Pikachu and, looks and Pikachu pretty good. Looks good, but yeah, Marth looks horrible. Uh, Link's model looks very different from what we saw at E3. Peach looks pretty bad. But then again, you know, I'll, I'll hold judgment until I actually see him in my you know Amazon shipment or I see him on store shelves. But I, yeah. I think I know myself. I'm gonna buy him regardless. Just cosmetic look aside, just for all the little additions that I'm going to get from Mario Kart 8 and Mario Party and Hyrule Warriors and Smash Brothers, of course, I'm going to end up buying them anyway. Speaking yeah. of Mario Kart, I'm so freaking excited for that DLC. That DLC looks uh, amazing. Um, did everybody get to see the, the trailer for it? Yeah, and yeah. It, it only hurts more because they put not only a Captain Falcon skin for your me, not <laughs> only did they add the Blue Falcon in there as a cart, but they have an F-Zero track with F-Zero music. And it's like, raises the question, where's F-Zero? <laughs> That's what, exactly what I was thinking the <laughs> entire time. F-Zero. I'm like, like F-Zero, GX was so great, and they just, uh, I know it didn't sell well, but I mean, they just stopped at such a high point, and you just want so much more out of it. It's, uh, well, and all well, these hopefully teasers this just make it so much worse. Yeah, hopefully this yeah, no, raises hopefully. interest in the franchise. Yeah, and like, I was watching it, and um, I was like, man, this, this is a good song. This is a familiar song. What, what is this? And then like, man, they're flying upside down like F-Zero, and I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it just all clicked, and I, I know I, I'm I'm a big F Zero fan. I I played the shit out of the one on the the GameCube. Um, so that that was cool. I was really really excited for when they announced Link and his um like Horse a Pona motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that was ridiculously cool. 
Yeah, I really, I really think Nintendo realized the, uh, the a huge majority of the the fans for Smash Brothers like it because there's all these different characters together um, that you would never see together ever in 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 anything, and so they realized that's a big attraction. And you know, seeing Link in there, and they're going to be adding more more characters uh, from other games. Right. That's that's really cool. Maybe maybe we'll get Captain Falcon in Mario oh, Kart 8. So, and take vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think if this is big enough that they'll turn the next Mario Kart into like a Sega's All-Star Racing kind I of thing a, where they have a lot of different Nintendo characters and I was total just Mario? about to make that point. Well, yeah. Well, I feel like it had something like like had something like Smash Brothers come out before the first Mario Kart like it would have been like a Nintendo Kart or a or a Smash Kart or something like that because I think it's eventually like, it's going to become Nintendo Kart totally but but well I mean but but then what if you know they may do the same thing as Smash Brothers where we start to see non Nintendo characters in there too and uh, oh yeah you and know again are... this is years down the line because they only ever like release one kart title for each generation it seems like but I don't know yeah, I'm just and then and even though they never come out, they've never come out on consoles. They do have those arcade Mario Karts that have Pac-Man and like the Taiko Drum from Taiko Drum Master as racers too. So, oh really? It's not, yeah, it's not too. Far, they're hard to find, but it, it's yeah. not I too actually, far out of the I was ordinary. actually the the fa- I was on the ferry to Vancouver um, a couple times in the past week. They they have Mario Kart Arcade GP on them. Oh wow! Hmm. I guess that I guess that is a bonus for living in the middle of nowhere, Canada. You get to play Mario, a very rare arcade game. <laughs> So, so yeah, then, but so, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna touch on the others real quick because we spent a lot of time on Majora's Mask and the Amiibos. So just real quick, Splatoon, Project Steam, Captain Toad, uh, Toad to an extent, but three new IPs coming from Nintendo. Which ones are you all most excited for? Uh, um, I would say uh, I am tied on Project Steam and Splatoon. I was sold instantly on it when we saw the E3 trailer for Splatoon. It was it was adorable. It was uh, it had its own very unique art style. So it didn't feel like um, it was borrowed from anything or like, oh, that looks a lot like this or other Nintendo game. Um, because, you know, like something like Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, they all have like the same kind of look. Like all the characters, I mean, you know, they're different characters, but you can tell that they're very similar in their designs. But this is fresh, it's new, it's fucking adorable, and I think it's going to be a blast to play an absolute blast I, i'm gonna second that too um I'm, i was doing a little bit of reading it's uh hold on one second i'm sorry one second <laughs> one second <laughs> uh the team who's working on project steam uh it's led by hitoshi yamagami uh producer of nintendo japan who's also worked on fire emblem and the pokemon series yeah, and, the, and and they in the in the um the nintendo direct they're like yeah here's a new game from the people that made Fire Emblem, like they and were Advance Wars, which we haven't yep. seen anything from in so long. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. Sorry to step on you. Oh, oh no, that's just that, and because I love Fire Emblem, and then the fact that they're basing the look off uh, the Silver Age comics of the '60s. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Jesus Christ! Like that's fucking brilliant. Like I cannot wait. It's uh, there's it's so fresh. It feels like it's going to be something really new. That I want to, you know, not just a typical shooter or platformer. This is like an exciting new game that I want to play. Yeah, and it. Um, I was a little worried when they when I first when I started watching when they talked about it, it was like a steampunk because steampunk is so fucking dead. Like <laughs> the the nerds and like conventions have just driven it into the ground. But it it doesn't it doesn't have that really annoying like steampunk trope to it. And there's 
I think the characters are all unique enough that um, they're not gonna you know s- just wash away. You're gonna you're gonna know this character like isn't one of them a like a lion from Africa and the other one is like a Native American girl and Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer, yeah, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> and you're you're part of this elite team that was put together by fucking Abraham Lincoln. That's like <laughs> out of nowhere. It's like you're this elite team by. Abraham Lincoln himself. And like, I, I was watching, like, what the fuck is that? Where did that come from? <laughs> like, and, is this Nintendo? And then don't forget the American dude has like an exploding eagle. Yes. <laughs> how, yeah, he's how got much, a grenade. Like, how much more fucking American can you get than that? That is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Project yeah. America. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I, I notice is the there's going to be some really pissed off Tumblr user that's going to call that. Um, that uh, Native American girl racist because her name is Tiger Lily. Oh, I mean, God. Some, yeah. someone's going to be offended. I, I, I'm i calling it now. I'm calling it now. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, all of them look fantastic, though. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too, um, uh, just to, to like finish off the Nintendo Direct list, I'm not too excited for Kirby Rainbow Curse. I, I mean, it looks, it looks cute, but the art I think. Sells fucking fantastic yeah it's it's amazing but the gameplay just looks kind of stale i'm just i'm really excited for it mainly because kirby's canvas curse which this is essentially a sequel to was Mm -hmm. was just so it's pretty much the only challenging kirby game i've ever played and it made it really addicting so if they if they maintain that level of challenge and level design with this one and hopefully they don't make it really really simple like they did with games like uh, epic yarn then it's definitely going to be worth owning in my opinion at least but we'll wait and see because um, from the impressions that I got from it, it looks a little bit easier than it used to be. So hopefully they didn't completely just drop it down completely. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the multiplayer looks looks fun. That was like its only interest for me was the you know the five way multiplayer or like the four way multiplayer. Oh yeah, and that so. was surprising too. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, anything else on Nintendo Direct that you guys want to talk about? Anything that popped out? Um... Actually, the one thing that popped out to me the most was Awada's looking fit. Like, he's trimmed down. I think he might be bulking up a little bit. But he was sick for a while. Um, oh. Yeah, we he had, had that uh, surgery, was it? Yeah, they actually did Nintendo uh, on their Japanese Twitter because a lot of people were very concerned because, you know, there was like a side-by-side shot of just how thin he got in just a few months. And um, so basically he said, I have the quote here, actually. He said, I have seen many comments uh, from people concerned about my weight loss. Uh, well, it's true that I've lost weight due to a major surgery. My weight has thankfully been stable now for 2.5 months, and I'm progressing well. I'm very Good. grateful for everyone supporting me, the doctors as well as the hospital staff. So he had a, um, it, it was a tumor in his bile duct, which is oh, why he wow. missed E3 and the last like financial uh, presentation and stuff like that. But I guess it was removed, and he's doing well. Oh, well, that's good. His body All will right. be ready. <laughs> oh, holy <laughs> shit. Yes. Um. All right. Um. Next on our list is press F to pay your respects, or in the case of you console peasants, press X to pay your respects. So, you, do you guys know what that trope is? No I idea. Not. Okay. So, um, in the new uh Call of Duty game, which Juan, you said you picked up? Yes, I did. Get a chance to play it yet? I have. I played through the first three missions and a couple of multiplayer sessions. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well. Um. In I don't know what part it is. In the game, if it's at the end or at the beginning. Oh, I know what it is. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you lied to me. I'm sorry. I, I, lied to me. I totally forgot about that part. Oh my god. So anyway, your your character's at a funeral, um, and you're standing there, and Kevin Spacey's character goes up and like 
touches the, the coffin, and then some other guy goes up and touches the coffin, and you're standing there, and there's like a, <laughs> like a big sea of people watching you, and it says press F to pay your respects, and like you push the F key, and your character walks up to it, like put your hand on a coffin, and you look down and you see like your your other arm's all blown off, and then you like turn around and walk away, and it's it's blown up. It is I don't know I th- I think I see where the devs were going like they want to make the serious moment and like make you involved because they um uh they've done that a lot recently with in their other Call of Duty games where it's just like re- ridiculous stuff to get you involved in the cutscene but that's just it was so corny it was so corny I think they really can you they, like, can you like not push anything and just put a complete bring the funeral to a complete stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah just everyone's like man that guy's a dick his friends in there i thought they were it, friends it's, yeah. it's interesting to me that what was that derek you broke up it's interesting to me that like like this little quick time event is getting so much like flack or press or whatever because i feel like in recent years we've seen kind of a very very similar quick time event in a bunch of games like if you remember at the beginning of shadows of mordor there's like that kind of like you know it was like basically like you're kissing you do that sneak up on your wife and you kiss her on the cheek Uh you completely felt oh oh you're kissing your wife and and that was kind of like cheesy and the same thing and then even if you go back a few years to like if you remember the end of metal gear solid 3 it's like a huge cutscene and it pulls you out out of it for for you basically just have to press one button to uh to finish off big boss at the time Mm. or or whatever her name was the boss yeah yeah the boss um Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember he, that. And I I stood there for like 20 minutes seeing if anything would happen if I didn't shoot her. And yeah. it just sits there. Though <laughs> in that one, I was like, it was, I, I legitimately, like, you didn't want to. Like, it was an actual hesitation moment where I, I haven't played the Advanced Warfare portion. So I'm not sure if it, if it does it, is it just that it's trying to hit this emotional connection that it doesn't? Or what is the Yeah, I think, it? I think um the fact that it's um it's probably the fact that it's fucking call of duty so it's kind of trendy to hate on it even though it's getting stellar reviews um but it i saw a video of it and it just that's it's right it's trying to hit on this emotional note where it it just misses it's it's a swing and a miss because (laughs) it's just so i mean i i don't know it's just it just the the phrasing press f to pay your respects like (laughs) it it it's just it's all these different elements trying to make this very emotional connection, and it just doesn't hit it. It it should have been like Fable. Like I don't know if any of you played Fable two to the end, but you're supposed. It's a similar thing to Metal Gear, where you're supposed to shoot the last boss, but if you take too long, uh, one of your partners shoots him instead. Yeah, and it would have been funny if there was just someone at the funeral who just like fucking like pushes you against the coffin, and eventually you're <laughs> like fucking move. <laughs> There's a line back here. <laughs> I got another dead soldier to get to next week. Hurry up. Some of us have plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm still going to get the game. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm hyped for it. Totally hyped. That's our, that's our new buzzword. That's a drinking game here. If you're listening to Geekscape Games, anytime one of us says hype, you take a drink. No, you don't want to kill our audience. Yeah, I feel like someone's <laughs> going to get alcohol poisoning. Just from shame. Uh, yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first time somebody got alcohol poisoning. I don't know me. what you're talking about. Uh, that's a that's a story for another day. The time that Derek got severely hungover at Comic Con and missed was, meeting the Power Rangers because of it. Yeah, it was all my fault. All my fault. Um. Anyway, besides uh, F, press F to pay your respects. Another big gaff. Uh, Ubisoft apparently spoiled this huge story and gameplay twist 
for Assassin's Creed Unity in a Uh-oh. recent trailer. I, 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 I uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. I have the game. I, I can't play it yet. Yep. No. Here's here's the thing. Um, I saw the post on Reddit. I read the comments, and everyone's like, "Yeah, if you haven't seen this trailer, don't see it because this twist will be so refreshing and out there, and it's gonna, it's gonna be, its impact is gonna be so lost if you if you watch this trailer." So I, I, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch any other trailers for <laughs> Assassin's Creed Unity. But this is the second time they, they did this. When Assassin's Creed 1 came out, I don't know if you guys remember this, it was super, um, it, it, I wouldn't say like clandestine, but the only thing you knew about it was you play an assassin during the Crusades. That was it. And about a week before the game came out, they released like a game pr- g- gameplay trailer, like the first like 15 minutes. And you find out that you're a guy in a computer reliving your ancestors. And that was completely, they didn't fucking talk about it. There was no anything, no, no illusion that there was anything other than the crusades. And then they released this trailer and like all these like screenshots and everything and pretty much just spoil it because in Assassin's Creed, you like, you start playing as Altair and then suddenly you get sucked out into the computer and you get thrown into this like other story. And I really think that, I mean, how awesome would that be if you guys were, playing Assassin's Creed for the first time, going through just killing dudes in castles, and all of a sudden, you're in this lab. I mean, that, that would have been... I mean, agree or disagree, that would have been oh, like, I agree. awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, them doing it again, it's just like another shot in the foot, so I'm glad I was warned. I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. Maybe they thought that original trailer was a better idea than their first one of dynamic bench sitting. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. It's like, um... Oh, heavy rain where you can just like really make any any like run of the mill situation really awkward by just not completing the action. Like the scene where you're buying the balloon or standing up and sitting down. So I hate that um, fucking kid. <laughs> Jason. Uh, Jason. Jason. The next on our list, uh Just Cause Three Um had some leaked screenshots. Did you guys get a chance to check those out? Yes. Oh yeah, and they look gorgeous. I mean, they there's not too gorgeous. much to go off of, but I mean, there's not too much to go off of. But Just Cause is always one of the more creative open world games. I thought so. I mean, more Just Cause, like can't complain about that. Just Just Cause Two is like I'm not I, like I mentioned like last week. I'm not a huge open world guy. I could not put that game down. Like, and I wasn't even like that was one of the few open world games where I'm like, you know, I'm not just running from mission to mission to mission because I want to see the story. Like, I'm just like. Let me tie shit together and jump out of planes and try to get back in them. And like, holy crap, that game was fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really it was really surprising because did anybody play the first one? Uh, yeah, yeah the first it wasn't one. A, I didn't really like the first one. Yeah. Well, the, here, here's the thing. Um, uh, with the first one, I downloaded a uh demo of the first one on Xbox 360. I had no idea what it was. It's like new demo. Downloaded it, started playing it. Like the first part, you were you know skydiving in. And, you know, you're trying to jump on that dude's car and was completely blown away by how ridiculous it was. And, yeah, the, the cutscenes were a little cheesy and the, the, the NPC models, but the world was beautiful. They, they put out a really gorgeous environment that you can play around and jump around and do these ridiculous things like grappling hook from, a, a, from one car to another, jump on airplanes, like all this stuff. It's, it was a surprise. I haven't played too much of the second one. I have it on PC because of the Just Cause multiplayer mod. Which um, it just brings a new level of craziness to it. But uh, I see these screenshots, and I am very, very excited for it. The one 
The one thing in there that a lot of people pointed out is that in the, the, the fourth screenshot, and we'll link these in the show notes, there's a, uh, like a context uh, down there at the bottom if you guys are looking at it. it. It's a counter for like diamonds, and you have the option to buy more. And a lot of people are worried that like, you, can, you can buy or rent the, um, the vehicles that are on this list, and a lot of people think um, it might be like microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and, but knowing the team behind it, it could just be um, another in-game currency. So Yeah, we can only hope. Yep. Either way, the game should be solid, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're Actually, we're a little bit past halfway, so let's cruise to these last few uh, um, news pieces. Uh, the Atari landfill cartridges are up on eBay. If you're not familiar with it, there was a big legend that the Atari lost so much money on the E.T. game that um, they buried all the cartridges in the middle of um, a New Mexico desert. And uh, was it earlier this year that, that, that it was found? Like It was, it was earlier this year. Yeah, Microsoft uh, funded it for a documentary, um, which I believe appears uh, it, it's going to premiere on November 20th, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which is really weird that Microsoft was uh, in charge of it. I'm um, so but... excited to see it, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it will premiere on Xbox Live um, on November 20th for free, it says, for both gold and silver members. Oh, right on, right on. Um, but the cartridges are up on eBay, and just looking at it right now, I am completely fucking blown away by the price these are going up. A crudded out, been stuck under dirt for 40 years cartridge for E.T., arguably the worst game on, or one of the worst games on the console, currently at $730 active bid. Six days left, and there's 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 games going for five hundred, three hundred, like fifty is like the lowest one I see on here is fifty bucks. So it's just it's like a it's a piece of history, right? Like that it it's crushed, it's beaten to shit. But it the fact that like like this was literally a part of like the video game crash, and you know, and then and then denied for so long, and then like now it exists and it's and it's in the real world. Like that's something that's never going to happen again. And, you know, for yeah. someone to be able to, like, put this on their shelf or put this on their wall, it's, like, it's very cool. You know, yeah. somewhere in France right now, in Ubisoft, they're thinking, hey, gentlemen, what if we bury all of our watchdogs copies right now? <laughs> and in 30 <laughs> years, we will dig them out and we will make a killing. <laughs> yeah, they're going to hide them all in the catacombs in France. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you, um, 2014, E.T. the game makes money. Whoever yo, thought we would say that sentence? Holy hey. shit, that is right. Does is that going to add to like total units sold? Is that going to get on the NPD numbers? <laughs> Maybe. Probably should, probably should. S- sadly, it'll probably still be higher than most of the Wii U exclusives. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Um. All right. Well, moving on. Let's uh, cut through this news, and then we can get to what we've been playing. Um. There was a game that was announced earlier this year from a independent company, and it was um, like Pillow Fight Games, I believe. I'm going to pull it up and be sure. But it was a very um, portal-like game where there was a very interesting kind of physics gimmick. Um, It was Forced Perspective. I don't know if you guys got a chance to check out the trailer for it, but it it blew up, and I was really excited for it. But the demo is out now. Basically... um, any object that you see like off in the distance, if it's like a big, big object, um, an example would be like the Statue of Liberty in, in, is in one of these areas. It's 
super huge. You can click on it and remove it from the environment and then move it. Um, it, it, its size is dependent on your perspective. So you got to see the, the trailer if you, uh, if I'm not explaining it too well. You know, like you can put your uh, um, uh, hand up in the air and someone can take a picture and it looks like you're holding the sun. Um, but, you know, really it's just, you know, you're closer to the, the, the camera. It's kind of like that. And it looks amazing. Some of, the, some of the puzzles where you have to, like, shrink and expand uh, chess pieces or, you know, um, uh, like I said, the Statue of Liberty, it looks really, really cool. And I think if it gets polished and finished off, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be another like portal success. And yeah, no, hopefully it does get polished and finished off. But yeah, no, from the, from the trailer that I was watching, like the concept looks really interesting. So you know, like you said, after it's been fully implemented, they get to put in all their ideas and fully flesh it out. Hopefully, it could be the next portal because that was one of the most refreshing games I've played in a long time. So more creativity and innovation is always welcome. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, I'm describing it really bad, but just watch the trailer and, and you'll get it. And there's actually, um, I think at, at one point you can um, manipulate the exit. Like the the whole point is getting to the exit. You can manipulate it so that you're bigger in the environment. Like if you're going through an exit or a portal, you can shrink the world and like uh, ostensibly ostensibly make yourself grow. There's a lot of there's a lot of really interesting physics behind it. So everybody needs to check it out. Really cool and. You know what, speaking of interesting demos, <clears throat> I was looking for footage from Resident Evil 1 today um, for our mission objectives from last week, and I found a unofficial remake of Resident Evil 2 called Resident Evil 2 Reborn, and I'll have a link uh, in the show notes to the trailer, but uh, this group of guys from Italy remade Resident Evil 2 on the PC in not, I wouldn't say brand new cutting edge HD graphics, but it's much, much, much better than um, Resident Evil 2 on the, any of the consoles. And they released it for free, and you can download it. Did anybody else get to check out any of the screenshots of the trailer? Yeah, I saw um, the trailer. It looked, uh, I mean, it just looked cool. Like, it's it's been a long, you know, like, we've had, the, there was the GameCube remake of the first Resident Evil, which is now, again, getting remade. Um, but they've stopped it there. Like, they've never progressed it beyond that. And so for someone else to take that into their own hands and 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 again it's not as quite as pretty as you know the capcom sanctioned remake of the remake is going to be or already looks yeah but just to pull it pull pull that classic title into today um and make it approachable for anyone to get into again is a great thing yeah it's and i'm gonna download it and play it tonight um it's you can get it at invadergames.eu and i'll put a link in the show notes uh one thing that i think they did great is there's all these unofficial remakes that get announced and then get cease and desist orders. And these guys just out of nowhere were just like, hey, here's here's our trailer. Get the game now. It's out today. Watch it. And it was totally silent. So if if they get like a, a cease and desist letter, it's out there. So you're going to be able to get it. But like recently, earlier this year, someone is remaking Shenmue. That's going to get that's going to get nixed. That's going to get shut down. Definitely. And that's the thing I don't understand. If they're not going to release the game themselves, then why stop people from bringing it out? It's it's all about... I, I can get into a very long conversation about uh, copyright protection, um, but that is definitely for a different episode. Basically, they're required to challenge anything that's a challenge on their copyright. Otherwise, it might set a precedence and they could lose it potentially. So Right. So that's for a different episode. But I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it. I'm really excited for it. I think it's cool. 
and it's very it's in the very Resident Evil Four gameplay. It's over the shoulder, so it's not fixed perspective tank controls. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, and rounding off the news, Grand Theft Auto Five has a first person mode uh, for the new release. Not much there. It looks cool. Looks pretty. Uh, I don't think it's going to be uh, my preferred method of playing. What do you guys think? I'll probably use it for about five minutes and then just go back to my normal gameplay. Yep. Yep. Don't don't mess with what's not broken. So um, let's go through what we've been playing this past week super quick because we are a bunch of chatty Cathy's when it comes to Nintendo. Um, <laughs> what have you guys been playing this last week? Derek, what have you been playing? Um, I'm not a gamer, remember? So as we established last week, uh, I have not touched anything actually i've been very busy um though on the bright side of that my copy of smash brothers is probably going to arrive tomorrow so uh i should have something to talk about next week fabulous fabulous what about Mm. you juan what have you been playing you picked up modern warfare or modern warfare call of duty but is there anything else uh no it's just pretty much that bayonetta and smash but it's just i've been putting some time in uh, advanced warfare and it is a hell of a lot better than Ghosts. I'll tell you that much right off the bat. Um, I, I really like the maps. Uh, the story is really good. And, you know, every year I do the same thing. And I mentioned in the show before that I, I tell myself I'm not going to get Call of Duty. It's just a $59.99 map pack expansion. And uh, I, once I start playing the game, I remind myself why I end up buying these games. Because the story is good. And damn it, the multiplayer is fun. And I'm only going to play that maybe for... Every so often, uh, until Derek gets his copy of Halo Master Chief Edition or the collection, and we all start. Are we all going to start playing that next week? Well, three of us, I think. <laughs> all right. I mean, it's it's either I get an Xbox 360 just for Halos, or I go out and get a Wii U for all these amazing games. Why don't you uh, just go out and get both, like all of us? Um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not part of the one percent like you guys are. I can't afford that. <laughs> Talk, talking about real gamers. That's what credit cards are for, man. <laughs> <laughs> haven't you heard? No. Of, haven't you heard of personal loans, Shane? Oh my god, yeah. And then I'm gonna get my ankles broken by a loan shark. This doesn't. This is a this is a bad path I'm going down. I I don't want to have this conversation with you anymore. I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So just, um, just stay oh. away from the uh morning talk shows where they run all those uh those loan. Oh, the payday loans. Oh. Yeah, payday loans. I got to do it. I got to do it. You should get a payday loan. <laughs> there you go. If you have a structured uh, settlement and you need cash now, you can call J.J. Wentworth. <laughs> $2,600 right into your account overnight. Oh, my God. See, well, like, I don't I don't have a paycheck. I, I work on commission. Um, so I'm a private contractor. So I, I can't get a payday loan. I need to get an accident so then I can call J.J. Wentworth, get my structured settlement, well, there you my go. money, and I want it now. Um, the I, unless one, uh, anybody else got anything they've been playing? Um, I've been playing a few things. Um, just today I decided to try out the Sonic Boom demo for 3DS to see if it was any better than the E3 demo, and it's, it's not, it's pretty <laughs> bad. Um, I don't know, it's just really, it's slower, which is expected since that's the direction they're kind of taking Sonic Boom and trying to make it into more of a straightforward platformer, but the, the Wii U version I enjoyed a lot. It was more action-based. This one... <laughs> is just like it plays like a really cheap like shovelware 2d platformer that oh that's sad because it it they're betting a lot on this game they're putting a lot into it and if it's that disappointing that's yeah yeah well either way their bread and butter is probably with the console version so 
hopefully that one is good because that one really did impress me honestly so it's a little disappointing because the 3ds one's developed by the people who made sly 4 and ported the sly collection on ps3 and i thought all of those turned out really well but um like uh, i think the team that's making the console versions a group of uh, former naughty dog employees so hopefully it sounds like just based on pedigree alone that it's in good hands so I'm hoping the console version is better, but then again, they didn't release a demo for the console version, so I can't talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, aside from that, uh, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge came out today on the eShop, which it's pretty much just like... What the hell is that? I've no- I haven't heard anything about that. What me is that? Neither. That's new to me. Have you played, um, have either of you played either, uh, Tetris Attack was the original version oh, of it on I Super Nintendo? I wait to download this game. Yeah, Tetris all- Attack was my, was my jam. Yeah, it's pretty much been released in a bunch of different versions. Um, this is the Game Boy Color version that was based off of Pokemon Gold and Silver. So that, was this is this like Pokemon Puzzle League then? Yeah, it's exactly. It, oh. They came out on the same day originally, and one was for N64 and one was for Game Boy oh, Color, okay. basically. But this one is this one's a little more interesting because if you play really well on certain stages, you can unlock secret characters that pop up and challenge you and that kind of thing. So... I mean, since it's a virtual console game, unfortunately, there's no online, but, you know, local multiplayer, the campaign and everything. So that I've spent hours on the different versions of Puzzle League. So that's going to grow a little bit here. I have a question that uh, has been bugging me. What the fuck is a Nuzlocke challenge in Pokemon? You know what? I don't fucking know. Like, I see all this. (laughs) I love Pokemon, but I see all these weird, like, challenges and methods of play, and I'm like, fuck it, just give me six Pokeballs and let me catch a bunch of Pidgeys and Rattatas or whatever and just let me play my game. <laughs> I don't really care about all this other stuff. Yeah, like, do, do you guys, uh, uh, or Derek, do you know what the what it's about? Because I, I, th- I think it's just a bunch of arbitrary rules on Pokemon, like, super hard mode, but it's it's all over the place. Like, I, I see people talking about, like, Nuzlocke challenges in other games. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm I I not understanding what's coming out of your mouth right now. If, like, <laughs> if I if I remember correctly, it's it's something along the lines of like catch the first six Pokemon you see and play the whole game with them without evolving <laughs> them, pretty much something like that. I mean, there's a couple different versions, so that might be wrong, but well, that's my homework for this week is to come back and educate you on Nuzlocke Challenge. Yeah, sounds about right. And then, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, real quick, I just wanted to mention that I beat Bayonetta and it was as great as it was in the beginning when we were awesome. talking about it last week. Good, um, good. Like, my only minor complaint is it feels... I don't know if I'm just better because I played the first one <laughs> before this one, but... What a like, humble what a well, humble brag. Well, that was the biggest humble brag ever. It's like, oh, I don't know. I just... Fuck, I'm just really, really good <laughs> really at good. it. <laughs> no, but it just seemed... It, like, the last, the last stretch of levels in that game seems significantly easier than the first one. Like, the first one I died a lot. I mean, and in this one, it wasn't too bad. Not to mention that they did get more lenient with, like, before they used to punish you for using items and drop your rank, but now they just give you a little bit less money, but your rank stays the same. So Now, do you think the um, the perceived leniency on it is because it's on a Nintendo console and that's not necessarily considered the hardcore gamer's console? Or is it just because you have evolved above, above mortal men and are, you know, just so pro at it? Um, well, I don't know. The general, <laughs> I'd like to okay, say that. We're but... just going to call him Josh Game Genie Jackson from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Holy no, shit, mean, that's perfect. Like, the general consensus seems to be, like, people who've played it for the first time are having a hard time with it, but people who've played the first one are saying that they blew through it also. So it's, okay. 
I don't know if it's necessarily that they made it easier on purpose. I think it might just be people are used to the mechanics, but either way. Um, and then outside of Bayonetta, Sports Ball also came out today, which is like an indie game. Like we were talking about it earlier. It's pretty much like Joust with flying birds and you knock the, knock, um, these like orbs into this net. And it sounds really simple, but I played it at IndieCade and just had a blast with it. So it's a great like four player couch multiplayer game, which you don't really have a choice since it's not online, but. I love I love the coach the coach four player stuff, but I thought that I started I'd never heard of this game, so I like start watching this trailer, and it's like a three minute long like story trailer, and I'm just like getting like pumped, and like I'm like holy crap, this sounds freaking like what is this game gonna look like? What is this like? Ha- what is this game gonna play like? Like it's yeah, like it, the 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 trailer's live it's action, it's like live action and super like epic and like just super serious, and then it like cuts to this like. This like two D like indie joust basically, and it was just not that that not that it's a bad thing that the game looks like that, but I just felt like it was such like a polarizing like it was very polarizing from the trailer to like cut to this like kind of cutesy like joust type game. Yeah, and it, it what it reminded me of was like old games like NES games or Atari games where the cartridge art is yes. just like crazy super detailed like you know, guy in a spaceship fighting aliens or whatever, and then you play it, and it's just a bunch of pixels bumping around the screen. <laughs> that's what I, I got. That's what it reminded me of. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it tonight. I got I got the crew I'm going to play tonight. I got uh, Sports Ball. I got Resident Evil. Um, and I got to edit the podcast, so I think I'm just going to take tomorrow off work. <laughs> <laughs> These next couple of weeks, man, it's going to be horrible. November yeah. is just screwed up for us. Yeah, uh... we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, all right, uh, but I've been playing uh, The Walking Dead on the PlayStation. Been playing it with my girlfriend. Uh, don't want to like dwell on it too much, but amazing fucking game. I waited way too long you to get it. To... Have I not been telling you to play that game like for like more than two years now? Yeah. Yes, I know. All right, and I played the first like, episode like on the PC you, like, when it came day. out, and I'm like, "Are you playing yeah, Walking Dead I, yet?" Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm a dick. But been playing it with my girlfriend and had a huge story moment last night. I just got to the train in episode three. Um, and oh my God, it's, it's, oh, holy shit. I can't, I just can't, I can't even, I can't <laughs> even, I lost my ability to can. You texted me at like two in the morning yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And it I was just... like a four word message. It was, and it was like hilarious because it was just, I could, I like, I remember that moment when I played through the game for the first time. And I remember like, the feel like i remember fucking the feeling that i got and i was just like holy fuck did you did you have uh my text to him said all caps holy shit blank just shot blank and did you because uh, one of those characters um you wouldn't you had to choose between them and another character to to bring with you so did you have that character with you in your playthrough yes i did Okay, so you knew exactly what yeah. I was talking yeah. about, and it wasn't even like, and it was because because that's in the first season, right? Yeah. So I played that like the day it came out, and so that was like a long time ago, and I, and it's something that I haven't thought about in a long time. But it's like literally just seeing those two names together. It was like I'm back there. You remember? Let's let's just a flood, a flood of emotions came running back to you. But that well, that was like that. What what year was that? 2012. That 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 first season came out. Yeah, a couple years ago. Like, that was my game of the year that year. Like, no. Well, and, like, I, I've said multiple times, and Jonathan has said multiple times, if you can only experience one version of The Walking Dead between the television show, between the comic book, between the video game, the video game is the definitive version. Like, you do not get the same feeling from the show or from the comic book 
as you do making these decisions learning these characters like the clementine lee relationship is like far beyond anything we've seen at least in the show so far and it's it's a stellar it's a stellar title. even people that don't play video games like like some of my uh old co-workers you know like these are like 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 moms and like like in their late 30s and stuff like that never like haven't played a game in their life and they're like holy crap the walking dead game yeah like played it through to completion on their cell phones like because that is how good of an experience it is yeah so this goes out to everybody uh warner josh i don't know if you've played it but i've I've owned it for the last two and a half years and it's just been sitting on my xbox hard drive oh seriously who's the (laughs) fake gamer now yeah (laughs) (laughs) um um fucking play it because holy shit if you have the first season just just play it just play it because and you know i wanted to wait until uh, i don't know i got in the playstation 4 playing it with my girlfriend on the couch and it's like it it's really easy to play there's not a whole you know you're not going to be 360 no scoping and you got to have you know all these like muscle memories like you're playing competitive starcraft so it's an easy game but the story is really 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 cool and it's fucked up like the part um if you played it the second episode where you find out what's going on at the ranch just or the dairy oh blah, blah, blah. so you need to go you need to go play it josh yeah i'll get right on that i'm staring <laughs> at my pile of games right now and that's not even that's not even the digital games on the hard drive so oh yeah and you should see my steam library of shit i haven't even installed <laughs> life okay. of a gamer oh yeah <laughs> okay so let's get into our mission objectives last week our question for you guys uh what was your scariest gaming experience or moment and we got a lot of uh interesting ones um matt s uh here says resident evil one walking through uh, a hall and the dog jumps through the window i got a couple of couple of people said resident evil one uh the funniest resident evil uh response was from joseph s and he said no relation (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're not gonna let me live that down are you never Okay, all right. Joseph S. said, playing Resident Evil on your one and only try with mushrooms. So this guy took a bunch of mushrooms and played Resident Evil. I don't think that is even remotely smart, but yeah, that's got to be terrifying. Hey, but it gets Absolutely you on a podcast. So. Yeah, it got him on a podcast. He's kind of famous now. Three people have now heard his story. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally dozens more will. So he's going to be kind of famous. Um, I got a lot of PT. Uh, Dan uh, G um, said playable teaser. Uh, Endicott, Endicott J. That's a very cool name. Also said um, PT. He also said um, Parasite Eve was absolutely terrifying. He never played it. He just watched somebody play it. Oh, yeah. All those burnt up bodies used to scare the shit out of me. I, I haven't played it. I didn't have a PlayStation 1, so I don't, I don't know. But I just knew that was always a spooky ass game uh the two funniest ones on here uh luke d said his scariest gaming experience he was uh a healer in an instance on world of warcraft and suddenly everybody else just started running in place and i can only imagine (laughs) i can only imagine that's because of connection error so (laughs) that's pretty damn scary um and then cody h uh said uh he kind of put out a little diagram it's like options return to main menu and he's like i forget to save and we've all been there, you know, you're shutting down for the night and you just fucking, did I save? No. Yes. You'll never know until you turn the game. That's scarier than an empty bag of Doritos. 
(laughs) (laughs) So our listener objective, uh, our mission objective for the listeners this week is what is your favorite LAN party or party game um, that you have the fondest memories of? Uh, we'll go through we'll go through the list starting with Derek. My fondest party memory game. Uh, Are there a lot of party, party game memory. memory games? Is there a lot of like, memory? <laughs> <laughs> like, like everybody plays like Match just... Three and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, fondest memory. This like this is like way back, like like grade seven. Um, so I was an age that I'm not now and haven't been in a long time, but can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> You know, we were like, it was like a middle school type environment. So we were allowed to leave the school grounds at lunchtime. So. Wait, what the, what the fuck kind of middle school environment? What what is, you get to leave school in middle school? Like, Like at lunchtime. Yeah, I know. Right. It was awesome. So anyways, one of my close friends. uh, (laughs) Josh is so offended. (laughs) One of my close friends lived like literally three houses away from the school. And lunch was a f- lunch was a full hour or very close to it at least. So we oh was- Jesus Christ! What it's, school it's can- did you go to? to Canada. <laughs> Holy shit! Welcome to Canada. I can also go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I could if I wanted to. Uh, so every single day at lunchtime, like me and like four other dudes would like literally walk the thirty seconds to his house, and he had like an awesome mom. And she would always like, like as soon as we got in the house, was she hot. She, I'm no, I'm not gonna answer <laughs> that. This is that is irrelevant. Um, <laughs> she would have like Mr. Noodles. You know, do you guys have Mr. Noodles in the states? Like ramen noodles, like the crappy ones. But oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck? What <laughs> Mr. Noodles? At the, I was you guys don't have Mr. Noodles. The they're they're the best. We have like Top Ramen, but like it sounds like we're talking to an, a space alien here. Like, what is? Anyway. She would have like ramen ready for us every single day, like a bowl for each of us, and we would just go upstairs and play like I, I can't remember which which iteration it was, but just play Mario Party for like the entire hour. And Fuck. and this was like a GameCube level game, so it was saving ev- after every set of turns and everything like that. So we just like for an entire year like had a Mario Party game going. That's awesome, and it was a freaking blast. Like that's awesome, and Mr. That- Noodles every day. <laughs> You can't, Your sodium intake that like, was, that so was high. the best year of school. You had to go to the doctor if you were ingesting that much sodium. <sighs> yeah, I was just thinking. <laughs> you got to put that free healthcare to good use. Yeah, that that reminded me of a really quick story. Two two funny stories. Um, uh, I I got out of school early uh, because I uh, my sophomore or not my sophomore my junior and senior year um, because I had a, a computer class and only met twice a week. And so me and my one friend. Uh, would go to our other friend's house who lived pretty close to the school um, and, you know, wait for him to get off school like a couple hours later, whatever. So we get there once and his mom was home. We usually just hung out in the driveway. So, but she invited us in and she's like, oh, boys, oh, oh come on in. She made us sandwiches and soup and made us all this stuff. And my friend Josh comes home. And he's like, oh, Shane and Nick are here. And we're eating lunch with his mom. And he's like, hey, mom, can I have a sandwich too? And he's like, no, make your own sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just looking at us eat. It was so funny. But, okay, uh, go ahead, uh, Josh, your game. Um, I would have to list two real quick. As far as a local multiplayer, we used to play no WWF No Mercy all the fucking time. And, like, every weekend we would make our own little pay-per-views and defend every title. <laughs> and uh, it was incredible. I actually, well, well, I, the one who shall not be named Chris, well, Chris Benoit. He was the one <laughs> who I had, uh, I had the intercontinental title with him for like a year straight. Nobody could beat my Chris Benoit. And it got to the <laughs> point where it was so intense that one of my friends 
lost in like 30 seconds and then hit himself in the head with the control and he actually started bleeding from the forehead <laughs> the so fuck? <laughs> it was like so it was pretty fucking serious and um, <laughs> and then as far as online i was new to online gaming at the time because i was never part of the pc master race but when xbox peasants. live came out yeah peasants but when xbox live came out me and a bunch of friends from all across the country were just playing mech assault all the time and at the oh. time, we weren't even fucking paying attention. We were just, like, fucking around, getting killed over and over again by the well-organized teams while we were just sitting around making dick jokes. And <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. That is, the epi- that, is, that is literally the most boiled-down Xbox Live experience is just dick jokes. Yeah, pretty much, which is why I haven't dropped my membership since Xbox Live uh, debuted. So, Ooh. it's like, it was money spent, many, money well spent. Right on. All right, Juan, yours, your favorite gaming land party experience? Um, I guess there's two quickly. There's two. Uh, one, uh, I had a couple friends that we would meet up every Friday night straight for an entire summer, bring Xboxes and play Halo 2 uh, with just beer, pizza, chips. You know, just go from like six in the afternoon all the way to the next morning around four in the morning, five in the morning. And if we really played intensely, we would just go to Denny's, go for a break, and then come back and play again. <laughs> oh, memories. And, yeah, and that, that was just last week. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the other side of it, that's the that's the positive. The negative, uh, there's a rule that I try to live by. I, I don't play Monopoly, and I don't play Mario Party with friends. <laughs> because it always starts with good intentions. And within 10, 15 minutes... Uh, I, I've had situations with friends where I don't know why we kept doing it. We would play Mario Party 4, and it's like, oh, let's play Mario Party 4. And at first, it's like, yeah, that sounds badass. All right, let's we have a couple of minutes we can kill, you know, 30, 40 minutes. And by minute 15, there's already cursing out each other. Why the fuck you take my star? It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever heard like 27-year-old men yell that with such passion. It's like, why the hell you take my star? You know, and and we would, I think one time we had this guy. He I met him. He was a nice guy. I think it was a friend of my buddy Chuck. Uh, he lost Mario Party. I never saw him again. <laughs> I I mean, uh, we never friendship sh- killed Mario Party kills friendships. Yeah, let I mean, that be that's, a lesson to you. I feel that's like kind of like I feel like Mario Kart is on the same level, and I feel like I remember when yeah, they fucking asshole show. <sighs> See, I I I, t- I t- hello. Hey, Uh-oh. there we go. <laughs> I, I remember when they announced, um, you know, that for instance, Mario Kart 8 would only have chat in like a friends only lobby and everyone was freaking out mm-hmm. about that. And I was like, have you guys played Mario Kart? Because I have <laughs> never heard as much swearing in my entire life as any match ever of that game. No yeah, that, Call of Duty that, game can match the amount of swearing in one round of Mario Kart 8. No, that's, no, that's true. Absolutely. And uh, we, um, Every time I've played it with my friends, it's been Mario Kart DWI. Uh, look up the rules for that, but it's just a bunch of drunk people screaming uh, over Mario Kart. It's hilarious. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we are over time, so I'm going to go through mine real quick. Um, Got to be with uh, Juan on the, the Halo 2. Uh, there's been many uh, a weekend where everyone's huddled around in one room playing Halo 2. We made our own custom game types. We made custom zombies. Made one called Turf War, where... No shields, no nothing. Uh, you could only punch because uh, the melee animation with the plasma pistol was a punch, and we were the Crips versus the Bloods. And <laughs> and there was a there was a warthog on um, I think it was called Turf, 
uh, on a very small like city level on one of the map packs, and you could get in there. You couldn't shoot it, but uh, you could do like like run people over, and that was the Escalade. So many many a time playing that. But my favorite party game uh, is super recent. Uh, there's a game called Artemis. Uh, have you guys heard of it? No. No. Nope. Ex- exactly. This is a hidden fucking gem. It's an indie game um, uh, for the PC. It's called Artemis Starship Bridge Simulator. And it's really like low res. It's it's not going to win any awards for presentation. Uh, but what, what the game is, you, you buy one copy and you can put it on uh, as many computers as you want. There's no DRM. It's, it's, it's really cool. But you uh, install uh, the server on a computer, and then everybody else installs a game um, on, on their computers. So everyone's bringing their computer over for LAN party. It's only local. And what you do is you each computer is a different station on a starship. So you have a guy whose only job is engineering. You have a guy whose only job is weapons. You have a guy whose job is helm. You have a guy's job is communications. Um, in science, and then you have a captain who um, uh, gets to look at the the main screen. And the way we play it is we have the server hooked up to a TV, and we all have our laptops and play there. And when I first started playing with a group of my friends, there was uh, four of us, five of us. Yeah, five of us. And uh, <laughs> we it was a little bit weird getting into it because we'd never like really played like tabletop games or whatever where you're role-playing. But, you know, we started drinking, we started playing, and I, I was the captain, and I also was communications and science. A uh, buddy that was engineering, buddy was weapons, um, and then a buddy who was uh, helm. And it is, once you get into it and everyone's comfortable with the role playing, it is so fucking awesome. Because I'll be calling out coordinates, uh, engineering will be ch- uh, adjusting power for uh, a warp jump, uh, helm will be plotting in the coordinates, you know, it's like, you know, uh, uh, you know, what the, uh, oh God, uh, heading blah, blah, blah by Mark, whatever. And di- that's the distance and we'll jump into it. And then we got to manage shields and then you have to scan enemy ships to find out what their, um, shield frequency is. So weapons can change their phaser frequency so you can bring them down faster. You're not using one that's weak against their frequency. And you're going from, then you have to manage weapons, ammo, energy. You're going from starship to starship. You're, there's also like quests that show up. There'll be trader ships that are floating around and they'll be like, hey, go over here and drop this off and then, you know, bring bring it back. And what we'll do is we'll we'll boost your batteries so you have more energy and you can stay out, um, like, you know, past the neutral zone in enemy territory. And then you have to, you can do, uh, you can try to like uh, do diplomacy with the aliens and there's, there's um, scripts. People have made generated like storylines where there's like text or... Um, uh, audio clips playing and you're going through like an episode of Star Trek. Uh, it is phenomenal. It is so fucking nerdy with a bunch of grown ass men sitting around computers playing pretend Star Trek, but I cannot suggest this enough. Uh, so get it. Sorry, were you, you talking? Guys... I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> sounds boring as shit. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of rambled there, but it's surprisingly fun. I'm just kidding. I support you, Shane. You better. You better, baby. We have a physical bond that you can't you can't ignore. So um, that's it. We wrapped up. We're a little bit over because we all like to ramble. Uh, send us in the answer for uh, this week's mission objective. What is your favorite party game or favorite land party game? 
Um, as always, you can find all of us at geekscape.net. I'm at Shane O'Hare on Twitter. Uh, at D. Cranavelt. At Inu Joshua. At the King of Mars. Fabulous. And as always, we will see you here at Geekscape Game. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.